Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterullo, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I'm just getting ready to celebrate Christmas Eve Eve uh, here in the Great White North of Michigan, December 23rd. Uh, it's about 2.30 in the afternoon, so the sun should be setting in a, you know, probably about half an hour here. Uh, I was... Um, I was at a Meyer yesterday. Meyer, I don't know. You can you don't have Meyers out there on these. No, it's right like now. supermarkets, right? It's it's like they had department store, sofa furniture, oh. clothes, hardware store, groceries all together in one place. Like way oh, wow. before, way before Walmart, way before Kmart did it. Um, they were kind of like you know, and they were also originally all twenty four hours. So like if if it was four a.m. and you needed bologna and a couch, that's where you went, right? Yeah. Uh, and there was you know times growing up you'd be stoned enough where that was seemed like a good idea. Like I don't, know, <laughs> I right. need a new couch and bologna. Um, so it, the place is packed, right? Because it's like everyone's trying to get their shopping done right now uh, before last minute, stock it up on groceries and box wine and everything. Uh, and last time I was up here, it was you know not as crowded because it, you know it was back in October. But the number of people you'd see not wearing masks was a lot higher then uh, than now. And like now, those stores, like the part you you know we had to park like out on like the asteroid belt <laughs> area of parking, <laughs> walk a quarter mile because it's, it's just you know and and they're not making people wait out in lines because that would never go over here in Michigan. People would would start storm the know. door. Yeah, it's like they'll do that in you know civilized places, but not right. um, not out here. And I go in there, and you know, almost virtually everyone has a mask on, right? And the few people you see without one, like they look like they just stumbled in from a trailer park, like in a like meth-addled haze, right? right? Just you know, like they don't even know if they have one on or not, right? And I, you know, my mother's there; she's going around shopping. I'm kind of guarding the cart because it's you know it's you know it's a huge shopping cart, right? And it's kind of unwieldy, so. Um, and I'm standing there, and I look down, like halfway down this aisle, and we're talking like, and these aisles are like hundreds of feet long, right? Uh, uh, this place is huge, and there's this woman. She's trying to get something off the top shelf, right? And she's she can like barely almost reach it, but not quite. And she goes, "Excuse me," and I do that thing where I like you know, like I don't know if they're saying that to you or someone behind mm-hmm. you. So I kind of turn around, look, there's nobody there, and I just like point to myself, like mm, you're talking to me. And she's like, yeah, I, I know you don't work here, but c- could you help me get this down off the top shelf? And she's not wearing a mask, right? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't look like any, like the dregs, dread, dregs, dregs, dredges. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking dregs. for? Of society who right. uh, <laughs> are, she's just, she looks fine, normal. She's just not wearing one at all. And I'm just kind of like, whatever. Like, And she's trying to get this huge space heater off this top shelf. And it, granted, like I could barely even reach it too. Like I'm. Five eight and you know whatever, so I kind of get like one finger under it and kind of like turn the box just a little bit so the corner's sticking out and I get my hand under it. Grip on it yeah. And it was you know fine. I just hand it to her and like backed away as quick as possible. And she <laughs> thanked me and everything, but I'm just thinking like why why does she not have a mask on? Like doesn't doesn't didn't seem strikingly me as the kind of person that wouldn't. And uh, so we're in there we're shopping for about another ten fifteen minutes. Um, and then as we're checking out, I look over and she's like right there in the next lane over checking out, and I go. Oh hey, there's my space heater, <laughs> and she was all like nice about it again, but still no mask on, and like everyone else is just like, you know, not saying anything because they don't want to have a fucking argument with her. You know, right. it's just like whatever. It's it's the law. I have her but... continue to breathe more. Fi- you know, the more she talks, the more right, right. She she's she, gonna breathe in the air. She, she doesn't look like the kind of person that's like looking for a conflict, but you never know. Like the minute you say right. something, they switch into like Karen mode. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it was nice to feel helpful and everything, but it was still like, of all the people to hear to ask me for help, why'd it have to be the one who's, like, <laughs> recklessly endangering my health by <laughs> right, right, asking right. me to come over, stand Fuck. next to her? Man. So, oh, 
Anyhow. I can't take these people. Um, right, yeah. So, um, well, you know, obviously we're still in the throes of COVID. Uh, it, it is, you know, wrecked the country, uh, destroyed the economy, ruined people's lives. And, um, you know, luckily the government is going to uh, help us out because they have this awesome stimulus bill. <laughs> That they've that they've gotten through Congress. I mean, uh, this this thing has been in the works longer than major blockbuster films. You know, they right, they right. took what six months to shoot Mad Max Fury Road. So you know, this COVID bill is going to be better than that because it's it took nine months to get here. So. You know, I I actually have. Um, some audio of uh, Nancy Pelosi describing describing the the elements of the bill. So actually, I want to play that audio, and then we can talk about oh, some of the, is, the finer is, details. Yeah, this is a great preview of, uh, of what, all the things we can do with this stimulus cash. Oh, hello, pores. I'm just here to congratulate you on your newfound windfall of shiny, shiny money. There's so many things you can buy with your $600. Half of one month's rent. 1.25 months of groceries. 1 25th of a new car. Overhead costs for your lemonade stand. Not a boat. Housing. And by that, we mean a walk-in <laughs> child's playhouse where all the chairs are teeny tiny. Almost one item from the Goop website. Two-night hotel stay in Irvine, California. Child care. And by that, we mean two cameos from Super Nanny's Joe Frost. Literally 1.2 months of student loans. It's a great time to break your leg because now you can afford one third of an ambulance ride. You're going to be rich. (laughs) (laughs) I love that because it's all these fractions and then it's out of nowhere. It's like not a boat, (laughs) like not, not one one hundredth of a boat, but just not a boat. Not about right. That's that's uh, that. That is not, in fact, Nancy Pelosi. That is uh, at Dead Eye Breakman on Twitter. She she does a lot of those like funny spoof. Yeah, she, she's like yeah. Uh, what's her face, Sarah Cooper, but actually funny and actually you know comes up with her own material. Right. Well, I have the humor of it is like it's it's such rapid fire clips that are almost like cutting each other off. You know, what's well, is... the edit? Yeah, it's the, it, a lot of comedy is in the editing. So that in it of right. itself is is you know. <laughs> But all the furniture is teeny tiny. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, you know, obviously they, they've been kicking the stimulus around. Um, the last stimulus they gave us was, you know, a $1,200 check, which not everybody got. Now, you didn't even, you, you said, right, you, did you ever actually manage to get one or they, they no. fucked you around? They, okay. Yeah. A no. lot, and a lot of people we know because, of course, they means tested it and made you jump through loopholes to make it, you know, extremely difficult to access for people who need it um and it was only twelve hundred dollars which again was not enough to cover the fucking massive loss of income and extra burdens faced by people during covid which the government exacerbated by not fucking doing anything both the federal government and the state governments people like andrew cuomo who refused to shut the state down for two weeks because he didn't want to give in to Bill de Blasio's demands like it like just stupid shit left and right there's a reason we're you know still ravaged with covid while countries like like New Zealand are you know having fucking open air you know or uh you know massive uh gatherings at like soccer stadiums and shit and we're still you know all stuck at home and not being able to go out without having our faces covered um Unless so you're Kirk Cameron and you're going caroling oh at the mall <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Apparently, mall security asked him and his thousands of followers to leave, and they refused because, you know, of course, law and order. They love that. They love that law and order. Right. Exactly. Oh, Kirk Cameron. Um, So, (laughs) so then, so of course, you know, at least the bare minimum, what they were going to do is give us another twelve hundred dollar check, right? Oh no, really? No. So apparently, the the you know the the stimulus that we're get that we were getting you know, and still are on paper right now is a $600 one-time or yeah, $600 one-time payment, uh, you know, to the people that were eligible for the first stimulus checks, uh, $300 a week, uh, in, in extra unemployment benefits, which is half of what it was last time, you know, $600, mm-hmm. um, which expired months ago. And this, this round would only be good for 11 weeks and then it expires. Um, and but wait, you know, what if I'm not on unemployment? How do I get that money? 
You don't. <laughs> and if you oh. if you work but you aren't making any money, if you work in like a, as like a hairdresser or something like that, you get nothing. Like it's just again, it's just none of this is fucking remotely adequate. Uh, we've been without any kind of payments from the government for uh, six seven months now. Since the first stimulus check, I mean, you know, other countries, uh, Canada has been giving the residents $2,000 a month for the duration of the pandemic. You know, France has been paying people to stay home. Uh, uh, nearly every other country has some form of direct payments to get people through the COVID pandemic so that they don't, you know, completely collapse society, um, you know, because people can't afford rent. They so can't what, you're, what you're trying to say is that this is, uh, after all this time, it's not going to be Mad Max Fury Road. It's going to be Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, the <laughs> shitty one. Right, right. right. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so, you know, just completely woefully inadequate. <clears throat> Excuse me. The, um, uh, you know, and, and you know, we, we, we gave AOC and, and, and uh, the squad a lot of shit last week. <clears throat> for not standing um, standing fast on, you know, forcing a vote on the Medicare for all, you know, in exchange for voting for Pelosi for speaker. You know, we went over the merits of that ad nauseum last week. Again, they still, you know, uh, talked a big game about the bill itself not being adequate. And then all of them voted for it, except for Rashida. Uh, they all supported, you know, they all voted yes, whether they, you know, w w for whatever reason, couldn't have just stood tall and made a, you know, made a strong effort to publicize the fact that this is not right. fucking enough money. Uh, well, I, I made the mistake of tweeting out that Rashida was the sole uh, Democratic no vote on principle. Oh, I'm uh, sure the was... very rational people from the other person, uh, <laughs> supporters of the other person who voted no we're very rational in your mentions. Oh, yes. I was very quickly and sternly reminded that Tulsi Gabbard also voted no on it. Right. Now, whether she voted no on it for the same principles or God knows what, I i didn't care to look it up. But uh, I, don't try to I don't try to make sense of anything she does. Like, no. Just I'm this just, video she's been releasing lately. I'm just like, oh, okay. I don't, I don't want to know what her reasoning was. Right. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this is, this is, you know, we're, we, we talked about this at length last week, um, and it's kind of drawn out and Jimmy Dore has been railing against all the, all the bad faith actors and gaslighters. Uh, Jen Gunger, who originally said this was a great idea back in early December, is now pretending though it's a terrible idea right. and that we don't know what we're talking about. And he's also pretending as though like the whole agenda is something <clears> else, <throat> right? So he tweeted out, um, Jenk Uger, Junger, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, for all you force the hashtag, for all of you hashtag force the vote people who absolutely refuse to have any strategy, who is the progressive who is going to run against Pelosi in the caucus? If you don't have one, what's the next step? What do you want instead of Pol uh, instead of Pelosi, or who do you want instead of Pelosi? How do you how do you get to your goal? No plan means no victory. Like this has never been about getting a different speaker. We don't give a fuck. That's not the point. The point is trying to get a floor vote on Medicare for all. And, but he's trying to – he's like introducing this new goal that he's pretending that we have but haven't thought about. It's a straw, he it's a straw man. He created a fictional like uh, – yeah, a, a fictional obstacle to something that wasn't even the problem. I mean and also, you know, that's not our fucking job. And I tweeted this to him. That's not our job. Like literally the people who are the ostensible quote-unquote progressives in Congress – should put forth somebody like Pramila Jayapal, like Rashid, like, you know, whoever, like obviously Rashid has only been there for a couple of years, but Pramila Jayapal has been there for over a decade, um, has a lot of respect in that caucus and in the Democratic Party circles in general. Um, and it would be a much better speaker than Nancy Pelosi. Um, make her run, like literally say to her, like, we're going to all support you publicly, whether you want to run or not. So <clears throat> I suggest that you run. Because, you know... I, right, it doesn't even matter if anyone else is running or not. Right. That's not the point. If they were, the plan is still the same, which is to oppose any Democratic nominee for speaker until we get the floor vote, right? And he even went so far as to peddle with that lie that, uh, oh, you're going you're gonna to risk uh, the GOP becoming... Someone from the GOP becoming the speaker. Right. No, they're not, because they won't have the majority. And he knows that, and he's, so, just, he's playing dumb. Right. And so, he, yeah, he's just a complete joke. 
Um, right. And the but, only way so, that that could happen is if the Republicans decide to vote for Pelosi, which they would never do, or right. some Democrats voted for Kevin McCarthy, which, again, they would be thrown out of the party. So that would never happen. They would just keep voting until they got somebody with the majority of the votes. Um, I mean, and I had said, I, I just in principle, you know, think that they should have denied her the speakership outright without any conditions because it's just more harmful to have her in that seat regardless and that they even a shitty – uh, establishment replacement would not have nearly the institutional power that she has. So just on principle alone, it, they should have withheld their votes for her. But that's a you know again, right. we, we're, you know we well, talked about that a lot that, last week. The, like the more people looked at this and realized <clears> what a good <throat> idea it was and how it was a really good strategy, because now is the only time you can fucking do this when Pelosi has something to actually lose. Right. Uh, <laughs> this one, this is hilarious. This was from uh, I don't know what what uh, corporate news outlet he's from. Jake Sherman. Uh, tweeted on December 18th. So this is already a week old. He tweeted, It just dawned on me. With 219 votes at the, at the beginning of the next Congress, any single member of the House, plus a few of their allies, could effectively control the House floor. Uh, <laughs> AOC only needs like five people, and she runs the House. So Jimmy Dore replied to that and said, Hey, it's only been trading for five days now, so I'm glad corporate news is starting to realize what a pothead comedian realized a long time ago. Welcome to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> like you know and then of course the more it's taken off the more people like jank are like wait hold on now you have a, this is you know because of course his ego can't stand the fact that like somebody who used to be on his show and has you know continued to be right about things and he's continued to lie is now starting to outshine him right uh, yeah well and even you know and i think he's kind of panicking too because he sees he overplayed his hand with his audience as, as shitty as they are now because he's i think he's groomed them to just be the ones who literally defend him knee jerk, you know, instinctively, regardless of, of what, you know, he, he advocates for. Uh, he's, he's basically just become like, you know, five degrees to the left of MSNBC and anyone who actually, uh, was remotely left has kind of fled that network. Uh, so I think he sees a, the, you know, dwindling subscriberships, but B like, I think he ran a, and Jimmy posted this, he ran a poll, even of his audience, and eighty six percent of them said that they sh- that they should withheld hold their votes for speaker. So that you know, even even his audience is saying it. I mean, at this point, he's like, "Fuck," you know, just to keep self preservation to get, you know to not be laughed off the air. I need to to at least pretend to you know give deference to this strategy, even though I pretended like you don't know what you're like. You guys are making this up, and you don't understand what you're doing. Yeah. Well, my response to his um, complete gaslighting uh, tweet was, uh, I seriously hope this dude's face is on the dartboard down at the fledgling TYT Union Hall. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just absolute worse. Right. Um, I don't even know if they actually ever recognize that union. Probably no, not. I know, but it's just like they got to hang out somewhere. No, no, I know. I, I wonder. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious where that is. Probably nowhere now because they're not actually in the office. So he's probably right. using that as leverage to tell them basically to fuck off until they get back to the office. Um, yeah. So, um, but now, you know, a really crazy fucking monkey wrench uh, was thrown into the, the works last night by, you know, the monkey wrencher in chief, Donald, Donald Trump who uh, had a press conference, he, he, he called a press conference from the Oval Office and said, you know, uh, basically these $600 payments are, are a disgrace. Uh, it's not nearly enough. I demand that you go back and rework this bill to ha- include uh, a, a direct payments of at least $2,000 per person or 4000 per couple. Um and you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then he also tied it to him staying in office, which everyone's losing their minds about. Um, <laughs> no, again, I mean, it's I, not going to fucking happen. Like, I don't know what people are like. We can't support this. This it call for an increase in stimulus because then he's going to use that as leverage to stay in office. I'm like, what? They live in a fantasy world. They, they, they seriously really live in a fantasy. Like, short of uh, you know, uh, hiring like Blackwater to come in, like protect the literal oval office like from like from anyone coming in to physically they remove they, they really think that that's a thing that happens right, right? right. this is this is a couple tweets from uh random people <clears throat> the other day uh this is from an account called mystery solvent and it said did i just hear trump tell some of his advisors that he will refuse to leave the white house i hope all the secret service agents he infected with the trump virus are healthy and strong enough to drag him out by then. <laughs> and then another guy, this is even funnier. 
guy named uh, Ricky Davila Davila said uh, tweeted out. Uh, so CNN says that Orange Agolf Twitler. Yeah. Wow. Adolf Hitler. Don't don't please don't Agolf bring your day job. <laughs> like my yeah. god. So CNN says that Orange Agolf Twitler plans on refusing to leave the White House. Oh, what a joy it would be to see him, his disgusting family, and his minions. Minions, really. Uh, literally being dragged out by Secret Service, the military, or both. Please do it. I'll have my wine ready. Just and, and these are the people that are in my mentions today saying, I don't understand how government works when I explain fully what I meant with my... So we both had, you know, pretty viral tweets today, um, you know, as, as to say as an understatement. Yours obviously <laughs> yeah. went, went a lot more viral, but even I think mine's up to like over 300,000. You know, the... There's a lot of uh, discussion right now about these stimulus checks. and uh, Well, it, uh, you know, everyone acted. I was watching MSNBC last night because I'm here at mom's house. And that's like we've got like four channels. And there's, you know, like the tennis channel and like <clears throat> fucking uh, the forensic file, 24-hour channel, whatever channel it is. Uh, and then MSNBC, which mom loves to watch. And I'll, you know, sit there and yell at the TV. <laughs> right. Uh, and last night, you know, all they wanted to do was talk about um, – you know, the, the Russia gate, Russia hacked us and all this, you know, and of course they have, you know, they provided zero evidence of that. It's just, uh, you know, here, here's Brennan. He says it's true. and We love our military and gold star fan and all this fucking rah-rah bullshit. They had uh, Amy Klobuchar come on oh, man. to talk about Russia for five minutes or so. And then they shifted gears to, uh, you know, Trump saying uh, that he's not going to sign this bill, the stimulus bill into law. Um, he's, he's just only two things though. He wanted to change. He wanted to get rid of all this unnecessary aid to, you know, uh, ha half a billion dollars to Israel is tied to this. Like what the, like that right. has nothing to do with code. What the fuck? And like, Oh, they tied it to this omnibus spending thing. It's like, okay, well whatever. And then he said, well, $600 is joke and it should be 2000. And everyone acted like, well, this came out of nowhere. Like, no, he was saying this for months. Months ago. He said this months in October ago. before the election. Right. And then Pelosi said, well, the, uh, Mitch McConnell wouldn't let us do that much. And, and you know, and then it turns out that Biden personally was working with Mitch McConnell to whittle it down to being almost nothing. You remember just two weeks ago, they didn't want to have the Democrats. Pelosi didn't want to have any money right. for us. She said, well, we have a new president and a vaccine coming, so we don't need any any uh, survival checks. I, I just want to before we play that clip, I, I, you just mentioned something about Biden. I want to read um, this little excerpt here from The New York Times uh, piece about this stimulus bill and the negotiations um, uh, with Republican and Democratic leaders in the House and Senate far apart on how much they were willing to accept a new pandemic spending. Mr. Biden on December 2nd threw his support behind the nine hundred billion dollar plan being pushed by the centrist group. Uh, the total was less than half of the two trillion that Speaker Pelosi and Ch uh, Chuck Schumer had been insisting on. Mr. Biden's move was not without risks. It had, uh, if it had failed to affect discussions, the president elect risked looking powerless uh, to move Congress before he had taken the oath of office. But members of both parties said his intervention was constructive and gave the Democrats the confidence to pull back their demands. So Joe Biden <laughs> was the one who literally uh, instructed the Democrats to reduce the the stimulus from the initial uh, $1.8 trillion, which had $1,200 checks, to the current $900 billion, which only had $600 checks in it. So Joe Biden is responsible for us losing $600 out of the stimulus and now Donald Trump is going on television saying that people need at least two thousand dollars. Right. And again, you wonder why the fucking Democrats lose all the time. It, it, well, it's just... Let's before we talk about our tweets because they're you know directly <clears throat> relate to what Klobuchar said. Let's just run that Klobuchar clip so everyone right. knows exactly what she said before we start talking about what she said. Right. Right. Okay. So. And now he's saying that he's going to veto it. There is some nuance to it with him saying that he wants a larger size payment to the American people, which is something that Democrats argue for at every step of the process. And now House Democrats say, OK, well, if that's what he wants, we'll provide him with that. Um, I wonder just what you what you make of this very last minute um, scramble of, of what we thought was going to proceed here with this relief bill. I kept thinking tonight, well, these pardons are an attack on our very democracy. Uh, this is an attack on every American. 
people who are struggling to get by right now out of work, whose unemployment, the unemployment is going to basically end the day after Christmas if this doesn't pass. People who are out of work, uh, people who need uh, the help. The vaccine distribution, Rachel, is in this $30 billion. These vaccines are not going to just parachute into a small town in the middle of Minnesota. Uh, we need the help for the states to get the vaccines out. And he is literally undermining our entire effort on testing and vaccine distribution. This was a hard-fought negotiation. Of course, you're right, uh, Democrats were pushing uh, for more funds uh, for the individual payments. But in the end, uh, this was a negotiation. And he knows very well we're reaching the end here with the unemployment, with our small businesses, can't take it anymore. Uh, one Yelp study early in the year showed we were having 800 small businesses close a day. Um, and there's over $300 billion to help small businesses in this bill. Uh, it is the uh, second biggest stimulus uh, in the history of America. And for him to turn this down, obviously we have the votes to override his veto in the houses. We have those votes. But he should not be doing this right now when his own Treasury Secretary, Steve Mnuchin, was involved in the negotiations from beginning to end. He is literally trying to burn this country down on his way out, as I said at the beginning. And all we can do is push and make it very clear as we go into these Senate races in Georgia, Rachel, which party has people's back and which party is in the White House. <laughs> Yeah, let's make it clear which party has people's back. We're, we're <laughs> by by arguing for you know six hundred dollars instead of two thousand dollars for every American. So you remember uh, three days ago or four days ago when <clears throat> Marianne Williamson tweeted, "I am not getting stoned with the temperature." <laughs> right. <laughs> Now we know the reason why. Right. It's like like Marion Williamson has like a crystal ball that sees, you know, about five to six days into the future. Right. And that's why she's just on like a different level than all of us because she just like knows a little bit more than we do about everything. But she can't quite tell us. So she's got to kind of like allude to things. And we're like, what the fucking, what is she talking about? Now we know. Now we know exactly what Marion Williamson's on. Unreal. She's high on the future. Uh, so... Yeah, so I watched that clip live, or I, you know, I wasn't watching a clip. I was watching the show, uh, you know. And usually, most people who uh, don't hate themselves aren't watching MSNBC. Uh, they don't like being lied to and gaslit nonstop by millionaires. Um, but I, I just, I just tweeted out what she said. I was like, I tweeted out, "Hey, um, Klobuchar is on Rachel Maddow, and she just said that Trump insisting on two thousand dollars stimulus checks is an attack on every American," which is what she said. She, I mean, she, she's, you know, she's the only thing that Trump said had to change was the two thousand dollars, and get rid of all this unnecessary foreign aid. He wasn't saying I'm, you know, the whole, the whole thing is, you know, I'm trying to block the whole thing. He's telling you the two things that need to change before he's going to sign into law, right? And they're acting like he's burning down the entire country, right? By by doing that. So this this tweet. Went viral. Uh, I, I think Jules was probably one of the first uh, larger accounts to quote tweet me there, so thanks to her. Uh, but it got like Max Blumenthal. I, I when I as soon as the actual clip was up on YouTube, I included that in the thread so people could see it for themselves. And then, <clears throat> of, of course, the uh, the K Hive slash Clop Hive came after me, <laughs> saying that I was being disingenuous and that I was I was misrepresenting what she said. You know that it wasn't about the two thousand dollars; it was about vetoing the entire bill. Well, the Supreme Court, I don't know if they know this, uh, Supreme Court in 1998 made it illegal for the president to do a line item veto. So it's all or nothing, right? So <laughs> there's, you can't say that, oh, it's not about the $2,000. It's about right. holding up the entire bill. That's what's the attack on the entire country. How do they not know that? How do they not know that there's no line item veto anymore? Right. And these, yeah, and these are the same people that are screaming in my mentions about how I know nothing about government, even though, it, it, you know, it, it was pretty clear, especially in my follow up replies, what I actually meant by my tweet. Um, and I tweeted out earlier uh, anyone celebrating Pelosi should pay closer attention as usual. She's uh, calling for unanimous consent, which means a single house no vote can kill the $2,000 checks. There's no reason she can't call a simple roll call for the amendment. Uh, she wants it to fail business as usual. Uh, and that currently is at like 357,000 impressions and et cetera, et cetera. But so basically what, what I'm saying is, and uh, for people that don't know, she basically 
you know, and I'm actually surprised that they they jumped on it this quickly because they never do. Um, but they both, you know, uh, Schumer and Pelosi last night said, "Yeah, well, great, let's do it." Um, you know, Mitch, uh, do you do you agree to do this? And Kevin McCarthy, but she called for unanimous consent. Now, people are saying, "Oh, well, that's." You know, she's just trying to speed the process along. Um, that's uh, typically unanimous consent in daily business is used for non-controversial measures to keep business moving rather than having to hold an, an individual roll call vote on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that people aren't there right now, though, is what complicates it because uh, they've all recessed already uh, for the holidays. Um, so, you know, her calling saying, let's do it by unanimous consent. Rather than already just telling the people, hey, you know the uh, the the Congress people, hey, come back for this roll call, for a roll call vote. Uh, if it if somebody does say no, which you know a Republican in the House is very likely to do, um, then it's going to be a scramble of like, oh well, we can't get them back over Christmas. I guess we're gonna have to push it to the New Year. The other thing is. I, I just I don't think she's the other thing is like if it does fail unanimous consent, she's not required to send it up for a roll call vote. She can do whatever she wants. Like it's not that's not part of the procedure. It's at that point, once in the unanimous consent is voted down, you can call for a roll call vote. Um, Right. But you're not required to. Now, she might just take that. And this is, again, Pelosi 101 and just say, oh, well, you know, we tried, but the Republicans wouldn't let it through based on one, you know, failure of unanimous consent. And I, you know, again, I'll wait and see. And I'm not saying that that's definitely what she's going to do, but uh, I don't think she clearly doesn't want $2,000 checks. She thought $600 was fine. She called it, you know, a a, a substantial amount, even though she fucking negotiated her way out of uh, checks twice as big uh, before the, because she didn't want to give Trump the political win before the election. So, you know, right. if you happen to get evicted from your house in the last couple months because you couldn't make a, you know, $1,000 rent, you could probably thank Nancy Pelosi for not wanting to fucking give Donald Trump a slight victory before an election for right. you not well, having money. And for people to say, well, Trump's just doing this to try to, you know, hold it hold it up or, uh, you know, just, just to mess up the process, to derail the whole process. Well, what was Pelosi doing for months? She She even said she's playing a game. She's playing a game, and she's admitted that like they didn't want to pass anything that would make Trump look good before the election. She scolded a so reporter who you... said it was an accident or that it, <laughs> that it was bad. You know that she blew it. Like, right? Did she was like, no, it was a strategy. She admitted that it was a strategy. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that I, all I did was say all I did was quote Amy Klobuchar in context of what she was saying. And man, people just went fucking nuts. Right. Um, so to to date, this is like oh god, like three thousand retweets. Uh, it got a lot. It got a lot. But most, by and large, the people who were liking retweeting have seen the video because it's it's like the very you click on it, it's the very next fucking thing in the thread, right? Right. So they can decide for themselves what she meant, right? But they were trying to pretend that it, you know, the, uh, the, the $2,000 was just a little nuanced there. It's like, no, that's the only, literally the only thing we're talking about. It's I don't know how gonna... you can take any other interpretation from that audio that, that she was saying, like, you know, he, him trying to increase these stimulus payments as an attack on all Americans because, you know. It, right. Uh, it, literally, that's the only that's thing that's holding this back is that and, uh, you know, foreign aid. But, of course, if you... You know, I'll be like, oh, actually, we have to give Israel everything. I'll be like, all right, fine, whatever, just do the do the checks. Um, but it, 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 again, it just it shows how willing how willing people are to, you know, just debase themselves for somebody who doesn't care if they live or die. Like, why are you carrying water for this person? Right. She's the, she's the mean lady boss that throws fucking staplers <laughs> at you and wants you to eat your salad with a fucking comb. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, uh, that forces interns to shave her legs allegedly <laughs> because they because she forgot her razor at home. Mm. Um, yeah, just just real fucking psycho shit uh, at Amy Klobuchar as usual. But uh, yeah, I, I just don't. I, you know, that's the most annoying thing is I just I can't fucking coexist with these people because like you like you tweeted that and I tweeted that and we were just inundated with these fucking people who you know just they live to defend the democratic party regardless of the fact that i don't give a fuck who i don't give a fuck if genghis khan is trying to give me a stimulus check i want a fucking stimulus check because 
I and everyone else in this fucking country is struggling right now because we've been fucked over by the government who did nothing to protect us from this deadly pandemic that they a thousand percent exacerbated. Um, and they, and they fucking left us to flap in the wind for nine months. So like, yeah, we need a fucking stimulus check. I don't care if, I don't care what reason Donald Trump is using it for. I don't care. I mean, first of all, it's obvious he's using it because he's going to run in 2024 and he knows that this is a ton of goodwill for him, you know, to do it again. Don't give a fuck. If you don't want him to win in 2024, why don't you propose $4,000 stimulus checks or $2,000 monthly checks like Bernie Sanders has been fucking talking about the entire pandemic? That's something you could do if you're worried about Donald Trump winning in 2024 and not giving him a strategic victory. But no, you'd rather fucking complain and fucking scold. There's there's this tweet. I I, I have to read this. I can't believe this is a real tweet. I don't know if you saw this um, today, but it is from... Uh, someone on Twitter named Rachel uh, Bitecoffer, I guess. Uh, oh, Bitecoffer. Yeah. Her last name's Bitecoffer. <laughs> yeah, B I T E C O F E R. My just change your name to fucking Deep Throater. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> oh man. All right. So, uh, this was her tweet uh, last night. Oh, the two thousand. The two K is tied to Trump and his veto, not the squad. Count me out. I'd rather be homeless than take one damn dime of blood money from that monster. First stimulus I didn't need. This one, I will rush to deposit to avoid stuff bouncing. But at least it wasn't coming from him, in all capitals. Gross. So, yeah, you know, I, I just... Uh, I, <laughs> this is this is the people that, I, that I'm forced to argue with on Twitter. This is the people that we're forced to fucking uh, try to win the war of ideas from. Um, and... Unfortunately, people like this are the people that uh, dominate cable news, print news, you know, online news, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and they're the people that are feeding, uh, you know, the, the the news and opinions into your parents and grandparents' brains like every night. And, and that's <laughs> yeah. where they get the, the, the majority of their news. So they think. Oh yeah, well you know people don't need a two thousand dollars. Like it, it's just again and again. I think we I, we we talked about last night how your mom even was like, well yeah, no, that's obviously better. Like I, I think they've way overplayed their hands and thinking that people oh, aren't gonna. Yeah, yeah. My my mom is even like, I don't even I don't care if it makes Republicans look good because this this clearly does make Republicans look good because it makes it look like Democrats were opposed to it the whole time. And if Mitch McConnell and the GOP and the Senate and everything goes along with this, they look like the heroes. Right. in all of this right uh and my mom's like i don't care if they look like heroes people just need that fucking money right and i was like i finally gotten through to her <laughs> right. <laughs> so right exactly i was just actually just now i was noticing like uh the tweet i had is uh, at uh, twenty two thousand likes you know and at that point like there's no way to go through and actually look at all the people who you know like they won't even show you that many people yeah who you couldn't it. even scroll that much but as I'm just kind of like every 60 seconds, my notification fills up with like another 99 notifications. You get to kind of get like a little snapshot of um, who's liking it, you know, sure. and then it like updates and changes. But I just noticed that uh, Graham Elwood liked my tweet. Uh, didn't RT me, but he liked it. So that's but you got to figure like if you get, you know, tens of thousands of people liking it. There's probably a lot of famous people who liked your tweet and you just didn't know it because it's lost in like a sea of other, you know, random accounts. Right. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just saw that like scroll across my screen and then it just disappeared. That's and cool. I, so he was yeah. on the show actually. One of the first episodes of the show. He's a good guy. Oh, nice, like, nice yeah. way to bookend it. Right, right. Uh, um, and now this is our last episode. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we're gonna be assassinated by the uh, the Pelosi defenders. They're gonna send a SWAT oh team because uh, they love the police. They're gonna drown us in wine. <laughs> Right, though. Joke's gonna, on you. I'll just fucking drink it. They're going to lock us in our $2,000 for a $20,000 freezers until we freeze to death. Yeah. Death by $40 pints of ice cream. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, again, and again, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I am genuinely curious because, again, you know, uh, Donald Trump is a messy bitch who just loves to fucking uh, create problems. Like, he just loves to blow shit up. And just kind of watch, you know, people scramble after the pieces. I, I genuinely don't know what Mitch McConnell is going to do in the situation. I, I, he's actually he, Trump put him in a terrible spot because he obviously doesn't want to do this because he's a fucking demon. And uh, you, but you know, he's really in a tough spot because the Georgia elections are coming up in like a week, I think, or not even like I think they're next Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. They're very soon. Um, 
And it would look fucking terrible if the Republicans denied uh, Americans from getting $2,000 checks. Now, I'm sure he's trying to figure out a way to not get people checks and spin it, but I just don't see how he has an out right now no. when... Uh, well, especially when Trump can almost destroy him in the media. A Republican is going to get a, a major primary challenger with a single tweet. Right. Right. Like they don't they don't want to cross him. <laughs> Even though he's a lame duck president, they're still terrified of the power he wields on Twitter. And they know he's going to win in 2024 because Joe Biden is already fucking a train wreck and he hasn't even taken office yet. So, you know, there's no way <laughs> that Trump. <Yeah. clears throat> but um, so, yeah, I, I really am curious to see how they're going to play this. He might just have to go along with it. I th- even Lindsey Graham tweeted uh, that he's very happy to see Chuck Schumer supports Donald Trump's whatever like he tweeted in support of the 2000 you know uh checks which is significant because he's one of the the biggest you know fake deficit scolds and you oh know. yeah yeah well it, and it's you know it this is a win for everybody right because you know the 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 republicans can say oh look you know pelosi and schumer are going along with trump's plan right and then dems can say oh trump's going along with aoc and rashida's plan you know like everyone can spin it every way they want to and we can all fucking have a, a you know, end this year on a positive, you know, like we never thought that was going to fucking happen. Right. So it'd be interesting to see if it passes with unanimous consent or if we end up getting tied up. And but the other thing about the unanimous consent that I wanted to bring up is, again, this is why Democrats are terrible at wielding power. When you're in control of the House and you're in control of the Rules Committee, you could literally call a special session of the Rules Committee and say, uh, we're going to bypass the usual uh, two thirds majority. We uh, this, we're going to push this amendment through Rashida's amendment, uh, which she attached AOC to to save let AOC save some face um, to amend basically all it literally the language. It's like a two paragraph thing where it just says every instance of the phrase six hundred dollars in the stimulus bill replaced with two thousand dollars every instance of twelve hundred dollars replaced with four thousand you know basically just slot the correct amounts into the bill without affecting the body of the bill which is a really Mm -hmm. you know great little you know workaround um and and perfectly legal um she could literally call just a rule session and say well this this amendment just needs a simple majority to pass suspend the filibuster rules for this one amendment um but she just won't do it. Like she just is going to play fucking politics. And then, you know, again, and again, I will see what happens. Uh, if, 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 and when unanimous consent is denied, if she just says, Oh, well, Oh, well, what are you going to do? Um, I guess we're going to have to veto Trump's veto and push the stimulus through for 600, or maybe she will call a roll. But I, you know, the, again, it, Democrats could easily circumvent this because they have a majority in the house and pass it through the house. And then there's double pressure, for the Senate by the House passing it, by Donald Trump advocating for it, and by the American people supporting it, you know, a, a thousand percent, I'm sure. Like, if you polled people, it would be in the high 90s. Um, it, that would be the way you fucking play it. But, of course, they're not going to do that. Um, but, right. but we'll see what well, happens. The, I don't know. The other part we didn't mention was of that uh, Klobuchar <clears throat> clip is that at the very end of it, she threatens to veto... Right. Uh, she threatens a... a the veto a, you know, Trump's the, veto. Exactly. And it's just like, now who's fucking playing games? Right? And people are like, well, it wasn't a real threat. It's like, if you cite the, she said a veto-proof majority, votes. that is signaling your intent to try to block that $2,000 and and force through the 600 Right? And she says it kind of off the cuff, you know, like, well, we could just, you know, and it's like, fuck you. Right. Fuck you, Amy Klobuchar. Right. This is this is why Marianne doesn't want to fucking get high with you. you exactly. <laughs> like you know, I I could see myself getting high with her and her being even worse. Right. She, oh man. Now yeah. she'd be like that that CNN woman that was like did that. Did you ever see that video? She was like doing a report when they legalized weed in uh, Colorado. And she was in like a pot shop and she got like a contact high and was being like super fucking like loopy on air. <laughs> like never because clearly never been high in her life. No, I didn't see that. That would be that, that would be Amy Klobuchar. Me. But no, Amy Klobuchar, in all actuality, Amy Klobuchar would just have you arrested if, if you smoked weed around her because she is a right. fucking cop, uh, much like Kamala. But so, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll keep you updated, obviously, on that. Uh, I fucking hope that that it works. Um you know, I don't have a ton of confidence, but we'll we'll see. I mean, that would be a fucking Christmas miracle if we could get everyone two thousand dollar <laughs> checks instead of six hundred dollar checks. Uh, Seriously, and this is this is just a random tweet I saw from somebody. But this is just if you 
are somebody who has health care or you're living on retirement or you got a nice cushy job, right? You're gonna you're not gonna realize how desperate things are for people. This is a tweet from somebody. So I just got kicked off uh, my work's health insurance plan in the middle of a pandemic because the ACA, Obamacare, requires you to work at least 130 hours a month. But I've been uh, at reduced hours because of the pandemic. So fucking American. Right. Uh, so yeah, like people who are working, putting their lives at risk. Who are being, you know, Obamacare is dropping their health coverage because they're not working enough. Yeah, yeah, no, but the, you know, that doesn't matter to these people who'd rather have a political victory than get people the fucking money. And the other thing is like forcing yeah. a floor vote. That that's not tactically smart. Right. Like fuck you. Right. People are dying. And the other excuse, I just real quick before we get off this, the other excuse I see people saying is like, oh, well, they people don't have time to wait. Pass the six hundred now, and then we'll come back to it later. Yeah, a. That's what they said about the $1,200 check. Uh, what was that, eight months ago <laughs> and counting? Um, so, yeah, that that's a great fucking strategy. And B, fuck you. You know you know that's concern trolling because, again, we've waited eight months for this fucking check. I would rather wait another week or two um, and get a fucking $2,000 check for every American versus just taking the fucking crumbs of this, which, again, and this bill, by the way, 5,000-page bill because they tied it to the general spending bill, is stacked with horrendous shit. There was something, somebody found like a provision they snuck in there, one of the fucking, like Tom Tillis, I think, snuck in there, uh, that makes illegal streaming a felony. So like if you illegally like watch like a, a boxing pay-per-view, which, I, you know, I've done many times and other people I'm sure have done, or, you know, what, like if you illegally stream anything on like a streaming website, that's not going to be uh, a misdemeanor or just, you know, uh, something that your ISP could, could, could remove you for. It's now going to be a felony. So that's... You know, the kind of shit that they're trying to sneak through and who knows what else is in that bill. Um, so, yeah, go, go fuck yourselves. We can wait a few like another week if it means getting people actual tangible money that they could fucking pay bills with. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> now, you still probably can't buy a boat. Maybe you could buy like a used boat. I don't know. But, but you're closer to getting right. a boat with 2000 than uh, than, than 600. So one other thing I wanted to mention. There's a couple other things, but I feel like we've we've spent a lot right, of time right. on this. Um, but I wanted to mention this. I don't have any notes on it, but this case in Chicago that's been unfolding or uh, unraveling, I should say. Um, there was there was like two years ago. This woman um, was she's a social worker, black woman. She's at home, and the police uh, do a no knock raid where they bash her door down and come rushing in, guns drawn, and she just got out of the shower and she's totally naked. Right. And they don't let her put clothes on. They put her in handcuffs. She's screaming that they have the wrong house, which they did. They were in the wrong fucking house. And there's video of it because they all had body cameras on, surprisingly. And uh, this woman had been trying to sue um, the police department over this for, for years. And finally, the court released the video to her. But it was with basically a confidentiality agreement that she wasn't allowed to share it with anybody. Unreal. But she eventually dropped that case. She dismissed her own case and was sort of reevaluating things. And her and her lawyer decided, you know, while they still had this tape, that they were going to release it to the media, put it on the air. And as soon as the city's lawyers found that out, they tried to sue. Uh, they, well, they say, well, we weren't trying to sue her. We were trying to sue her lawyer to stop it from being broadcast because it's still, you know, under this confidentiality thing. Which is bullshit, right. you know. Like they said, they got it through a Freedom of Information Act request, and so fi- you know, finally it airs, and people are outraged, just absolutely outraged at the way that this woman is treated. Um, you know, fears for her life. Um, well, and just real quick, th- for people that hmm. didn't see this video, it's it's fucking horrific. It's typical fucking Gestapo thug cop tactics. They they ram this woman's they they knock this woman's door down with a battering ram. Um, not even the right house, by the way, wrong fucking house, which she says to them repeatedly. Um, she happens to be coming out of the shower and like getting dressed, and she so she's you know totally naked, has no clothes on. They don't let her get dressed for hours or for you know for uh, oh, I think over an hour. They eventually I think give her a comforter to wrap herself in, but you know they they're just like tossing her apartment. Um, it's just it's it's fucking unreal um and by the way that what they were serving a warrant for i think was that the person they thought was the, the, whose house it was had a had an illegal un, an unregistered weapon i believe was was the charge 
But again, mm-hmm. literally, you know, <laughs> would you, do you really think a white person's door would be knocked down with a battering ram for having, you know, an unregistered weapon, like, and no other actual, you know, felon? <laughs> like, like they're not actually, yeah. like, after you for a fucking robbery or, like, anything else? Like Her name was uh, Anjanette Young, by the way, just pulling right. up the, the notes here. Um, so as soon as the, the city's lawyers find out that it's about to be released, they try to sue the, her lawyer to stop it from being aired. Now, you know, that right there is a cover-up. Yeah. Right? 100%. And so when our mayor, Lori Lightfoot, found out about it, she, you know, did a bunch of virtue signaling and said, well, I didn't know about this till yesterday, even though it happened two years ago. And then it turned out that actually the city's lawyers had emailed her about this a year ago. Whoops. Oopsie. And then she <laughs> said, well, I just forgot. Like, really? There's so many cases of, of the, the fucking Chicago police breaking down the wrong door well, probably, you forgot about this one to be fair probably there are but no of course she she totally just, just fucking lying as per usual because she is the like one of the most corrupt oh yeah and shitty mayors uh and she ran against you know she she ran as being like the anti-rahm Emanuel, right you know who who famously uh tried to cover up the police execution of laquan mcdonald and now you got, you know, of course there's not a homicide involved in this case, but you got the mayor doing the exact same shit right. where she's saying, well, I didn't know about it. So she basically says, we're going to stop all the legal action against uh, her lawyer and just, you know, we understand he broke confidentiality agreement, but we, we think that it wasn't malicious and it was in good faith in the interest of transparency. We're not going to do anything more about it. Her lawyers, the city's lawyers say, uh, actually... She was her office is the one who told us to do this, and the city's highest ranking lawyer just resigned over it. Wow, yeah. So, because of that, six members of the city council asked the mayor, Lori Lightfoot, to come and testify in person in front of uh, city council about this. They have we have ongoing questions about this that we need you to answer, and she declined. She said, No, I'm not going to. And she says, I think the aldermen already have it covered. Like what? Already have it covered? What do they already have covered? They're they're literally saying we have more open questions for you, it, it, you know. And, and clearly, the the mayor is worried that she's going to get personally sued. So her lawyer, her personal lawyers, are saying, "Don't go there and don't testify. Don't say another fucking word publicly about this because you're now liable for this." And they're gonna and then this this woman, uh, Anjanette Young, is already preparing to file multiple new lawsuits. Uh, based on uh, the new information that's come out of this and based on the fact that, you know, the city's apparently was deliberately trying to cover this up and prevent the public from knowing about it. Right. So, you know, and nobody was blaming the mayor for what the police did, but every step she's taken has just made people trust her even less. Right. Uh, and her word is garbage at this point. Right. Yeah. No, she's she's fucking awful. Um, well, you know, speaking of fucking awful real quick, I want to mention, uh, you know, cause we obviously don't want to make it seem like we're in support of Donald Trump. Um, he, among the other things he did yesterday among this, this, you know, call for $2,000 and we, you know, got into the reasons why he would have done that. Uh, he also, you know, put forth a wave of pardons. Now, um, pardons are generally good like when president i mean not oh you know obviously there have been some very notable exceptions especially uh with with richard nixon uh and everyone involved with his his exit from the white house but um generally it you know presidents can use pardons to right historical wrongs free people that should not have been uh incarcerated or incarcerated for as long as they were um he uh in a in this most recent wave of pardons he pardoned 15 people uh, everyone on MSNBC is up in arms about it, pardoning like George Papadopoulos and all these fucking people that were tied to the Russia probe. They're like, they, well, they pled guilty in the Russia probe. Yeah, they all pled guilty to perjury, like in a probe about bullshit that didn't actually uncover any kind of connections between you know the Russians and the United States. But what I I I literally could care less, you know, about him pardoning his fucking buddies. Um, the real issue I have is with him pardoning these fucking psychopath uh, murderers from the uh, from Blackwater, which, you know, is, of course, the private security contractors that we hired to go terrorize people in Iraq. Um, And of course, we've talked about them ad nauseum on the show, but they're 
just mercenaries. They have no, uh, they don't even have to follow the, the, the minuscule amount of rules of engagement that our military has to follow. They're totally unaccountable to anybody other than Eric Prince, who is a Christo-fascist fundamentalist lunatic uh, who really thinks he's carrying out another crusade. His sister runs the Department of Education. Right, right, right. So yeah, it's <laughs> so, <laughs> great, great. Not exactly fringe when you're that close inside the uh, administration. No, no, exactly. But he's a fucking lunatic. I mean, like, th- this guy's out of his mind. Yeah. So um, he. Uh, so here's a tweet. Uh, Trump uh, from Tom Winter. Trump also pardoned former Blackwater security guard. Nicholas Slatton, who who was serving a life sentence for his role in the killing of 14 Iraqi civilians, including two boys ages 9 and 11. He was convicted of first-degree murder. Uh, There it is, 9-11. Saddam had something to do with it. (laughs) Right, right. Fuck. Um, He was convicted of first-degree murder and the death of Ahmad, uh, Hatheem Ahmad al-Rubiyeh. So there were, and there were three other people involved in that. And and literally there were, you know, if you don't know about this... um, this uh massacre uh blackwater was 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 uh moving i I think i'm not sure if they were transporting anyone or they were just transporting themselves but they were going through this town and one of the guys got spooked and you know they they basically just started opening fire on on civilians as they were driving through on this convoy that killed 14 people um there was actually a guy in blackwater who who turned his gun on 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 the uh on his on his fellow blackwater guys and that actually they think kind of stopped most of it and he was the guy who was the whistleblower Mm. um you know very pretty similar to the the situation in vietnam with um the my Lai massacre but uh hugh thompson yeah um which was a pretty amazing story but this is and not everybody who was involved in this got pardoned it was just a, a couple select ones, but I was, you know, watching MSNBC last night, and they, you know, like just nonstop. How dare Trump pardon these these monsters and their war crimes? These people were civilians; they had nothing to do with the war. It's like, well, you invaded their country, so you forced them to have to have something to do with the war. Uh, and the people who voted for that war were including uh, included Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton. So it's it was just like just all this hand wringing over it you know but at the same time it's like hillary clinton makes a joke about killing whistleblowers with a fucking drone strike and right. they're like oh ha, ha yes queen we hate that julian assange so you know obviously we don't support pardoning war criminals um but you know it'll be it'll be hilarious that if trump does pardon snowden and or assange uh to watch the the liberals on the MSNBC same reaction go fucking insane over that right you know the, the guys that try to expose those very war criminals that you're pretending you care about getting pardoned they're gonna lose their fucking minds right yeah absolutely um you know just in closing i want to talk really quickly about biden because uh you know of course he is just really just doing a great job in the lead up to his presidency um of, of delivering the things that he that he claimed he was going to uh, deliver so you know over and over again during the election you know we we hear the talk about kids in cages and you know donald trump's keeping kids in cages, and we've gone over ad nauseum about how obama and biden built those cages and they basically were doing the exact same thing they just didn't have an official policy of family separation even though they were doing family separation, you know, through the policies that they uh, put forth. Now, uh, Joe Biden, you know, basically would say on day one, I'm going to uh, end the policy of family separation. I'm going to I'm going to start, uh, you know, processing asylum claims, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and this is just one of his tweets um, uh, where he's quote t- tweeting his wife, Dr. Joe Biden. Uh, the Trump admi- who said uh, the Trump administration's migrant protection protocols force asylum seekers to wait months in Mexico rather than the safety of the United States. This makes them targets for extortion, sex trafficking, and kidnapping, leaving them without. And then the tweet cuts off in the picture. But yes, uh, that's that, all true. Uh, Donald Trump, and this is Joe Biden's response. Donald Trump has slammed the door shut in the face of families fr- uh, fleeing persecution and violence. On day one, I will eliminate President uh, Trump's decision to limit asylum and end the MPP program. Hashtag restore asylum now in all capitals. <laughs> this is from yesterday. New. Biden will not immediately roll back Trump immigration and border restrictions. Susan Rice and Jake Sullivan tell Spanish news agency EFE and Title 42, MPP, etc. will take time to undo, despite campaign's promises for, quote, day one reversals. <laughs> and 
this is the the expanded quote uh and and just so glad we got susan rice into this administration just just real real great fucking champion for rights of everybody and not a fucking psychopath at all um biden and this is a continuation biden team clearly worried about new border surge quote migrants and asylum seekers absolutely should not believe that those in the region peddling the idea that the border will suddenly be fully open to process everyone on day one it will not rice told efe so just again nothing will fundamentally change they're gonna nope <laughs> keep the same fucking policies well this is because all those uppity migration uh activists were you know they didn't they didn't stay in their lane and they kept demanding more things so that's why biden uh took immigration out of his top four policy issues and i think there was another like because there was so much blowback on this uh rice had to come out and kind of try to kind of soften the blow a little. And she said, well, you know, we want to undo these these things that Trump was doing, but we, it's going to take time and we need to have guardrails in place. She used that term, guardrails. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, they're kids in cages, but there's a guardrail around it now. So they're, you know, it's just we're using a different metaphor here, we're using a different idiom. Right. So that, you know, the brunch crowd can go back to uh, drinking their mimosas and not having to worry about children being kidnapped away from their families right so you know again joe biden's a piece of shit uh and this is gonna be the fucking thing that we deal with for the next four years is he's gonna do the same things that donald trump does ostensibly and liberals are gonna find ways to explain it or explain why it's different i mean i i just can't help but think of the obama administration (laughs) official who was talking about how uh talking about donald trump keeping kids in cages and saying that those cages uh, were not cages when, when Obama put them there, that they were actually walls that they wanted to make. Uh, it was a fence with pillows on the floor. It's completely different Marxist. Shut and and it was up. because, you know, they wanted to make sure there was proper ventilation. So that the, 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 <laughs> like, he literally said this. Like, I, I can't make this shit yeah. up. Um, it's not a cage. It's a kennel. Get it right. Yeah, no, it really actually is more like a kennel. The, uh, just real great way to fucking treat people fleeing violence, by the way, which Joe Biden is largely responsible for his fucking efforts with the crime bill and helping, you know, with the war on drugs uh, is a lot of the reason why there is such violence in Mexico because cartels fucking have run wild because that's the only way to get drugs into this country is is illegally via uh mexican cartels and and you know obviously canadian cartels i guess i don't, I don't know, I don't know and if they have car- cartels yeah but um, um but, but you know what i'm saying like the, the reason that that there's such violence uh in in border towns is because it, the drug trade is fucking booming because uh newsflash people like drugs people like to especially in this fucking country that's so miserable all the time uh and when you criminalize drugs the way that joe biden has his entire career uh, the only way people can seek them is through illegal means, hence the fucking booming drug trade. So, like, eh, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, the mafia loves prohibition more than any other law. Right, <laughs> That right. is their favorite, favorite law. Uh, because, you know, in a black market, everything can be charged more for. Right. Um, but, yeah, okay, it's something else I was going to drop, and now I just lost it. Oh, well, I'll <sighs> think of it later. But, yeah, I just, you know, <laughs> so, I, again, you know, there's some glimmer of hope where we're, we're coming to the end of the year. Obviously, this is our last uh, podcast before Christmas. Um, and, you know, I, I, I hope I hope this happens with the stimulus checks. I'm not holding my breath, but, uh, you know, fuck, we'll see. And we'll report on it next week either way. I remember what it was. It's, all these people who are convinced that somehow MSC, MSNBC is just going to disappear without Trump, <laughs> right? And it's like, like, oh, what are they going to do if they don't have Trump to kick around anymore? It's like, they'll go back to what they did before Trump, which was to talk about how what a great job Joe Biden's right, doing. Right, right. You know, Run defense he's just to the Democratic like, oh. Party. Yeah, it's just, like, literally there was, there was a fucking, I forget what the segment was about last night. It was Brian Williams. Uh, I think he had, he had somebody who was a former Jeb Bush uh, communications director, and then it was he had some other guy, David Plouffe was on there, mm-hmm. Plouffe, Plouffe, whatever yeah. his fucking name is, and they're talking about like the the final days of Trump. And Brian Williams literally, literally said, "So if you were Aaron Sorkin, how would you write this scene?" <laughs> I was just like, "Oh my god!" They really like the the right. dad from Get Out is the feature to them, not the bug. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, on that note. Um, 
I think that about wraps us up for this week. Yeah, uh, I should do it. Yeah, obviously, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you want to uh, help the show out. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, Facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, by the way, did you post either of our tweets over there? I'm sure that'll engender a thousand more fucking angry replies that then we're already getting on Twitter. Uh, no, I haven't done a whole lot with, with that account the last few days. Just, okay. I've been doing well, real real life shit. Stay tuned for that. In the woods. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Because that'll, that'll be fun. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash move left. Uh, merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod. Um, we, uh, I have, uh, I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. Mm, and I'm on Twitter at Dr. Bike Slutty. Yep. Happy holidays, everybody. Be safe. Merry Christmas, America. <laughs> so this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. Just begun And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun The near and the dear one The old and the young A very, very